My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Friday, everyone. This is Touch of the Master's Hand. My name is Bill Crockett. Thanks for joining us today. Our episode today is entitled Rough Starts and Strong Finishes. When I was in high school, I ran track. The races I did best in were the distance races. Those are the races where you must pace yourself for the long haul, making sure to reserve enough energy to make a strong sprint at the end. Many times my opponents would jump out to strong starts and get far ahead, only to run out of gas at the end. One such time was in the four-man one-mile relay. The first two guys ran a 220-yard dash each. The second man ran 440 yards, and the anchor man ran the last 880 yards. I was the anchor runner on our team. By the time I received the baton, we were a full half lap behind. However, I did not change my running strategy. I knew how fast I could run without running out of gas for the final sprint of 220 yards. My opponents, however, ran at a much faster pace from the start. As we entered the final lap, I was within 30 yards of the leader. By the time we hit the last 220 yards, I was within 10 yards of the leader. And then I kicked in my closing sprint. You would have thought the rest of the runners had stopped. I passed them all, won the race by almost 20 yards. The old saying goes, it's not how you start, but how you finish. Serving the Lord can be like this. Many of us have started off gung-ho with great intentions to serve God, only to slow down or completely give up. The reason is not as important as the solution. Whatever the reason we slow down or quit, the important thing is that we don't think we're done. Even when we start, even when our start is not so great, we can still finish our course for the Lord and be useful for him. Our story today is about a man named John Mark who quit and went home on his first assignment for the Lord. Now, this is the same man that wrote the Gospel of Mark. He was Barnabas's cousin, and his Aunt Mary hosted a prayer meeting in Jerusalem for the believers to pray for Peter when he was locked up in prison. It was to this house that Peter came when the angel released him from prison, and Mark was there. Although Mark quit at the beginning, he came back to finish strong. I think we can learn some very practical and encouraging lessons from Mark's story, and that's what I'd like for us to do today. Let's begin by reading the account in Acts chapter 13, beginning in verse number four. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. After they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bargesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. 
Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye, and then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There, John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland inland to Antioch of Pisidia. This is the account of John Mark, Mark as we know him, who went on his first missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, and his first assignment for the Lord ended up where he left. They had only been on part of their journey. John Mark decided he wanted to go home to Jerusalem, so he left. I believe we can learn three very important lessons that will encourage us whenever we have a slow start, or maybe we haven't exactly done what we felt the Lord wanted us to do, and we feel like we don't have a second chance. So let me share with you these three things that we learn from the story of John Mark that I believe will help us if we have a rough start to be able to finish strong. Lesson number one, sometimes we make bad decisions. In Acts chapter 13, verses 13 and 14, the Bible tells us that John Mark made the decision to leave them and return to Jerusalem. Now, we don't know why Mark chose to leave them and go back home to Jerusalem. It could be that the work was too hard. In Acts 13, 6, it says, after they traveled from town to town across the entire island. Now, that's a lot of traveling and a lot of hard work, and maybe Mark just didn't want to work quite that hard. It could be that Mark did not like opposition. In Acts 13, verses 6 through 12, Paul confronted a sorcerer and caused him to go blind because he was opposing the message of the gospel. Some people just don't like confrontation and opposition. And maybe that's why Mark decided he had to go back home and didn't want to do this anymore. The truth is, we don't know why Mark left, but he did. And that was a decision that would come back to haunt him later. In Acts chapter 15, Paul and Barnabas had returned from their completed journey, the one that Mark quit on, and they were given reports to the believers of all that God had done. Then in Acts chapter 15, verse 36, the Bible says this, After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. But Paul disagreed strongly, since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him 
and sailed for Cyprus. Paul chose Silas, and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches there. Paul and Barnabas had a sharp disagreement, so intense that they decided to split up and go separate ways. What was the issue? John Mark and his decision to leave them and, and go back to Jerusalem. That decision had now come back to bite him, at least in the mind of Paul. However, Barnabas, who was his cousin, believed in him, and so he let Mark go with him back to Cyprus, which was actually Barnabas's hometown. It's very possible that Barnabas took Mark back to Cyprus to spend some time with him in his hometown and mentor him and train him. So first of all, we need to realize that we all sometimes make bad decisions, but that's not the end of the game. Number two, lesson number two, focus on those who believe in us and not those who don't. You see, when we make bad decisions, and we certainly will, there will always be people who will not trust us or believe in us again. However, God will always bring along someone who does, and it's that person who we should cling to. Barnabas was known as an encourager. As a matter of fact, his name means son of encouragement. Acts chapter 4 and verse 36 says this, For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. And by the way, Mark is not the only person Barnabas took in when someone did not believe them. Ironically, he actually did the same thing for Paul when he first became a believer. Listen to Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 28. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. Barnabas was the one who got the disciples in Jerusalem to believe that Paul truly had become a Christian and that he had changed. Ironically, it's that same Paul now who is the one who did not trust John Mark. And once again, Barnabas steps in and takes the one who is not trusted, Mark, in order to encourage him. My friend, no matter how many people may not believe in us or trust that we can do something, God will always send a Barnabas into our life to encourage and help us if we'll just allow him to. And that brings me to the last lesson I see in Mark's story, and that's this. Bad decisions can be corrected. Mark finished his life extremely fruitful for the Lord. Notice these reasons why. Number one, he was used by God to actually write the gospel of Mark. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Number two, Peter, the apostle Peter, was actually a close friend. And in 1 Peter 5.13, calls him a son. 
The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 13, Peter speaking, your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings, and so does my son, Mark. Probably referring to the fact that Mark was his son in the faith. He was one that Peter had mentored. But number three, I know that he finished his life fruitful for the Lord because Paul actually served with Mark again and even said that Mark was helpful for his ministry. Now, this is the same Paul that just had a a major argument with Barnabas over this guy who is now actually serving with him again. Listen to Philemon, verses 23 and 24. Paul says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. Paul calls Mark his co-worker. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, as Paul is writing his last letter before he was martyred for his faith, he says this, Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Cretans has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Listen to this. Paul says, bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. Mark had a rough start, made a bad decision, but he finished strong. No matter where we are in our life, we can always start making wise decisions, doing the right thing wherever we are, regardless of what decisions that we've made in the past. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the God of the second chance and allowing us the privilege to be able to serve you, even though sometimes we make bad decisions. Father, give us a great weekend. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you again for joining us here on Touch of the Master's Hand this week. I hope you've had an encouraging week. I hope the lessons have been a blessing to you and a help. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. So long, everybody.